Hi, I'm Jan Foreman. Welcome to Daily Hope. Philippians 4 continues Paul's thoughts from chapter 3 with a big therefore in verse 1. Therefore, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Paul has just named one simple goal for our lives. Pursue Jesus and leave everything else behind our success, and our failures, because Jesus is the prize. I want to know him. Most of us are familiar with Hemingway's Old Man in the Sea story, in which an elderly and frustrated fisherman decides to go out and catch the big fish. He does hook an enormous marlin, but that strong fish carries him further and further out to sea. It's a cautionary tale that warns us to be careful of catching that big fish because it just might catch you. In other words, be careful what you want most. What big fish am I chasing? With this in mind, we have to wonder about the two women mentioned in verse 2. I plead with Yodia, I plead with Syntyche to agree with each other in the Lord. They were clearly at odds about what each wanted most, and those big fish were taking them farther away from what really mattered, their relationship with Jesus and each other. And he recalls how they used to be fighting for the gospel. In fact, this Philippian church began with women, and now two of them are fighting each other. Imagine the one time you're featured in scripture is this unflattering picture. What have these two women forgotten? The prize, Jesus. So Paul repeats himself, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. This is coming from someone who isn't getting what he might want as he sits in prison. But if knowing Jesus is the goal, then nothing can take away that relationship. We can always find our joy in him. Then Paul adds, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. When we know Jesus is with us, we can afford to be gentle, not argumentative or harsh, and we treat others kindly when we know the Lord is watching. He's a part of that conversation. Wouldn't that change my approach to others if I realized Jesus was right there? And since fear often causes us to argue or be harsh, Paul adds, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. We can talk to Jesus about what we want and what worries us most, and that opens the door to real peace with others and with God. Finally, Paul gives us a very practical way to keep our focus on Christ. We manage our thoughts. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. My mind has muscle memory. Olympic athletes train for years to be able to perform at that level. I can train my thoughts toward Jesus. But if I regularly entertain thoughts that are the opposite of these things, whatever is false, common, wrong, impure, ugly, I'm going to gain muscle memory for that mindset. So instead, Paul tells us to imitate him. He is writing from prison and finding his joy in Jesus. So what does that tell us about Paul? He's content with Christ, his prize. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Paul's a realist. He writes, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And then he gives us the secret for being content. I can do everything through him. It gives me strength. Again, it's his relationship with Jesus that matters. If I have Jesus, I can navigate any circumstance. 
Elsewhere, Paul writes, godliness with contentment is great gain. Our culture is constantly telling us what we don't have. I can't be happy without, and you just fill in that blank. What is disturbing my peace with Jesus, with others? What big fish am I chasing? Is it a person? Am I frustrated with my position? Am I longing for some possession? Listen to Paul's closing promise in verse 19. My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ. He's letting the Philippians know, yes, I'm grateful for your financial support, but beyond that, for all of us, having Jesus is enough. How glorious are the riches in Christ? I'm sure I don't know, but I want to know. I want to know him and make him my ultimate pursuit. So here's a new day. I can start it by focusing on what's wrong or scary, what I don't have and foster discontent and maybe even discord. Or I can focus on Jesus, realizing he's really all I need because he will meet all my needs. I can pursue Christ who is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. I found one simple way to regain my focus is through worship. Singing in my car, playing worship music, or reading the words to an old hymn, and of course, meditating on God's word like we're doing now. An old chorus says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And I hope to see you Sunday on campus for services at 9, 11, and 6. God bless you.